Africa is a continent of great contrasts, rich in natural resources, yet many of its people are trapped in grinding poverty. For centuries, the continent has captured the imagination of many. The stunning landscapes, magnificent animals, and vibrant people are a tremendous draw. From the earliest colonists to the most modern-day tourists, the continent of Africa still attracts attention. In the early 1800s, there was a new wave of Christian mission activity. Many paid the ultimate sacrifice by giving their lives to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. Their legacy still lives on. Join us as we explore the work of OCI active today in the nation of Zambia. Zambia is a landlocked nation in the heart of southern Africa. It's about the size of Texas with about half the population. A name that is inseparably linked with the history of Zambia is that of David Livingston. Born in March of 1813, Livingston, even at an early age, already possessed a strong will and great determination. That determination led him to respond to the call of the famous missionary, Robert Moffat. Moffat had written in his journal that in the vast plain to the north, I have sometimes seen in the morning sun the smoke of a thousand villages where no missionary has ever been. Livingston determined to bring the name of Christ to those unreached peoples. Not content to build on the foundations of others, Livingston pushed northward through what is current-day Botswana. He continued moving north and west until he came to Luanda, the capital of modern-day Angola. Retracing his steps, he eventually came across the Zambezi River. It was there he was met by this beautiful sight. Livingston landed on this island. As he looked upon what is now known as Victoria Falls, he was awestruck. In his journal, he wrote that it is on sights as beautiful as these that angels in their flight must have gazed. For the next 32 years of his life, Livingston determined to bring the gospel of Christ to this region. He set up a beacon for other missionaries to follow in his way. Many of the early missionaries paid the ultimate sacrifice. This graveyard in Livingston contains the remains of many of those early missionaries. They were felled not by the inhabitants, but frequently by malaria. Today, there are still missionaries endeavoring to communicate the gospel in this region. Livingston's passionate desire to permeate the continent of Africa with the gospel of Christ was united with an equally strong desire to eradicate slavery. Livingston envisioned that by opening up the interior of the continent to commerce, he would hasten the downfall of slavery. To that end, 
Livingston trekked across what is now Zambia. His journeys brought him to the banks of the Kafui River. Tradition has it that he slept underneath this baobab tree. This baobab tree is now surrounded by an OCI ministry committed to bringing the gospel of Christ to the continent of Africa. In Livingston's day, the majority of missionaries to Africa came from Europe in the Isles of Britain. Today, the work is much more international and multicultural. Many cultures uniting together to train Zambians in helping them reach their fellow citizens. In 1974, on land donated by Dr. Foster, a medical missionary, Riverside Farm Institute was born. The vision behind Riverside Farm was to be an evangelistic medical missionary training center. The focus was to equip Zambians to carry the gospel throughout the country. Since that time, thousands of Zambian men and women have received a quality medical missionary evangelistic training here at Riverside Farm. They have then gone out and shared what they have learned with their fellow countrymen. The influence of Riverside Farm has spread across the nation of Zambia. The Riverside main focus is education and training. Of course we do many other things, but that is why we exist. We want to train disciples for Christ. So we do health through our wellness center, through our clinic. We also have the spiritual emphasis on the campus itself and then our evangelism outreach programs. We have our agricultural program, which mainly gives all the income for Riverside and make it self-supportive. Our purpose here is to educate people in, in different ways. How we can come in contact with people who are non, uh, non-Adventists or people who are not religious. So they come here to learn gardening or to learn tailoring. And in those classes, we. We teach the course they came here for, like gardening, but also we share with them the healthy principles, uh, better living, and also um, we share with them the Word of God. So almost every course we baptize a number of students, something like two to five students. Like the current course, we have baptized five students. And so that was uh, a big joy to us. We are teaching the Word of God, besides just teaching someone to read, write. Our courses here are intended to help people be aware of eternity and uh, also a service uh, to other people while we are still here on earth. Here we do tailoring and our students could go to a neighboring school where they learn only how to make good outfits. But here they learn also the Word of God they learn also how to care for their, for their health. And so uh, this really satisfies us. It, it gives us joy. When I came here, I wasn't one of the SDA members. I was one of the Jehovah's Witnesses. So we were studying the Bible with our teacher. After they explained to me through the Bible, 
and I came to understand and I was baptized. So that's how I found myself here. Uh, yeah, and in 2005, I got married. Yeah, and I had my wedding just here. With this intake, we started uh, studying the Bible. And uh, last month we had a crusade with the evangelism class. So I had one who was baptized. Yeah, so the Lord is really blessing me with the class and I'm enjoying. You know, the Lord said, go therefore and teach. So if he said, go and teach, who, may, who am I not to teach? So whatever I've learned, whatever I've benefited, I need to make other people benefit. Yeah. This program has helped me grow spiritually. It's not just the scientific agriculture that I'm doing. You know, there are times we have Bible doctrine. Yes, we learn the Word of God. And also there's a time of learning nutrition and also family life. So when I finish my course here, I'll first establish my dad's farm. Now it's not already invested, so I have to start planning what I can plant. Because traditionally, just go wherever you find land, you start digging, planting. There's no methodology which is there. But as we do with formulas here, before you start learning anything, you have to pray. You should have a Bible reading. So this has encouraged me a lot because in everything I have to do first, I have to pray to God so that he makes a way for me so that I proceed with whatever things I have to do. I studied evangelism and then right now I'm working as a teacher, teaching made commissionary work in various schools in the, in, in the country, in this same country. People don't really understand true education and everything when it comes to healthy and lifestyle. The, the devil is really at work deceiving people and making people believe in wrong things about healthy. I'm sure there's a, I can say there's a need of uh, us, people like us to go and teach the people out there, especially here in Zambia. I have also the missionary spirit at heart. That is what part of this course is all about. I feel so blessed that I actually chose the course that I'm doing. It's just brought a new twist in my life. The way you dress, the way you talk, what you eat. I've learned a lot of treatments here. When somebody's sick, I'll take advantage and help with what I have learned here. It's different from what man will teach you. When God teaches you, it's good for you. I believe education is a key aspect of evangelism. You know, you can go out and share with somebody the gospel. But many people are so eager to share the gospel with others when they find Christ that many times they make so many mistakes and actually push people away from Christ. But with a little bit of training, you know, we can really help them to be successful disciples and soul winners. And one person can spread the gospel to thousands. And that's the uniqueness for me about training that they have that foundation, they understand the gospel, they understand their relationship with Christ, and then they can take that message successfully and effectively to others. The Riverside Farm um, Institute also has a extended family of evangelists. Myself as, as a Mzungu or a white person, as they call me, if I go to preach the gospel to this culture, I first need to understand the culture. I need to understand the way they are thinking about things, the way they do things, 
and then from that perspective try to to help them with the gospel and how they live their Christian experience within that cultural setting. But we realize that their own people can do it much better than we can do it. Let's change it a little bit. Let us get more, train more evangelists or Bible pioneers or Bible workers as we call them to go out where we cannot go. We find that our 65 pioneers or Bible workers that we have at the moment easily anything between 5,000 and 10,000 people are baptized within one year. This place which was called the Lusito Mission District had the only few churches so I had the passion to work for, for the Lord. The branch here it consists about 40 people that is including children what makes them stay in the church is the truth which is shared to them. Because at Riverside, we were given some literature like the voice of prophets, lessons. We give the people, they study for themselves, they know the truth. We encourage them to take the Bible lessons. Wherever they go, they're going to soccer, they always carry literature with them. We are reaching thousands and thousands of people. I finish. Easily, I can finish one to two containers of literature in a year. With the pioneers, of course, if our own members here are active, um, many churches from Osaka, they come to fetch some of the material from us, and they're giving it out, and we know the people are reached. And it's a silent messenger, that's what we need. If that's the best method, use the best method, um, and God will bless it, and He's already doing it so many, many ways. As workers of God, we may not be identified to say this one has done this and that and that and that. But uh, praise be to God, the work which we have done, the people who came to Christ through our labor, they don't forget us. God sees you. We are working as a, a, a unit. I'm just like a mouth speaking to the people. Dedicated Bible workers like Roy are helping to start new congregations throughout the country of Zambia. In a moment, we'll find out what Riverside Farm is doing to nurture and strengthen these new groups of believers. We share this globe with about 7 billion people. That's a lot of people. And standing here in this busy city, it's easy to feel small and insignificant. After all, I'm only one person. What difference can I make? But the fact is, each of us can make a difference. God is calling us to turn our lives and our skills over to Him. Around the world, the individual workers at OCI Ministries are letting God use them to bring hope and healing one person at a time. You can make a difference too. When you connect to OCI, you connect to more than 80 ministries worldwide. If you're interested in getting involved in the global ministry of OCI, visit our website or call our office. We would love to talk to you. The work of Riverside's Bible workers is bearing tremendous fruit throughout the country of Zambia. New, young, flourishing congregations are springing up. This is in partial fulfillment of David Livingston's vision of seeing the gospel of Jesus Christ permeate the African continent. 
These new young congregations need an appropriate place to worship. Riverside Farm, partnering with Maranatha and ASI, are doing what they can do to fulfill this great need. We have at Riverside a program called the One Day Church Program. It is, to me, a very encouraging program. We had previously what we call the Roofs for Africa program, but that stopped many years ago. But now, how do we provide these pioneers and these groups with churches? One day when I was walking into our missions development administrator's office, um, he said to me, listen, we have a new program. Um, there's a donor that wants to, or is designing what they call a one-day church structure, and he wants to send 300 to Riverside. I just went straight from his office on my knees and I said, wow, this is an answer to prayer. Um, so now, slowly but surely, every pioneer is getting at least four buildings um, and we're trying to do it in a process of three years to four years. We're trying to finish up and most of those 300 churches will also help them and then will help the conferences and the fields um, to have more churches as it's growing. So we are very blessed to have that One Day Church program. The work which is happening around here is so great. Even the One Day Churches which is going around, it has an impact to, uh, to the communities around. Every Sabbath people gather there in numbers because they have a shelter and they had the message which they needed uh, for the time. And we praise God for that. So Riverside has seven uh, training centers. They are small centers where we are training uh, gospel workers. We have a number of them in different provinces of Zambia so that we can uh, be able to reach at least the whole of Zambia at the same time. Here people will be studying evangelism because the problem we have had is that uh, when we talk of evangelism here, all people think about is uh, crusades. So we are trying to, to change the mindset of the people to help them understand that actually evangelism should be the lifestyle of every Christian. So that's the main, the main program here. But we'll be also training in uh, skills like tailoring, scientific gardening, and also in the area of health. The One Day program has really blessed these uh, seven schools of Riverside. By having these schools, we are uh, broadening our capacity to train workers for the Lord uh, who can minister in those different places. And some of these places, we don't have to, to house those people so they can minister to their family and do this training, which is a blessing. Um, and each, each school has a powerful influence in the neighborhood. In addition to planting new congregations and new churches, there's another kind of planting that takes place at Riverside Farm. Agriculture is an important component, both for educational purposes and a means of support. The banana plantation at Riverside is well known throughout the country. This provides 
both an opportunity for students to learn practical work, as well as ongoing financial support for the evangelistic work of Riverside Farm. Bananas have always been a great income for Riverside since Dr. Foster had the farm in the beginning. And it seems like it expanded over the years and it is the best income for Riverside at the moment still. A few years ago, we encountered a disease within our bananas, which are we trying to, to fight and stay on top of it. But it's still a huge blessing to the income for Riverside. Eventually, we switched over to pivot irrigation and we did our wheat growing, which is a huge income for Riverside. Once a year, we grow wheat and sometimes we rotate it with soya beans. We have a milling department um, where we used to plant maize in the past and then we would take it to our mall and have a secondary product. But recently we've been buying from local farmers, bring it to our mall, stack it in our shed, and then we'll mill it during the year so that we have a constant income. Then there are smaller things where we have our own vegetables, which we would sell in our small center. And then we have orchards as well. Riverside received a donation from ASI to start a brand new project of pineapples. So we have planted about 25,000 plants at the moment. And every year the suckers can be planted and we can get a little bit more. It becomes another leg to stand on financially. So God has been blessing Riverside even through all the troubles we had with the virus in the bananas, with hail, you know, with frost, things like that. God has always been keeping his hand over the things here at Riverside and we are so thankful for that and we can use it to bless others around us. For many years, Riverside's evangelistic and medical missionary outreach has been focused on the rural parts of Zambia like this. Many Zambians labor for four or five dollars a day. However, in the cities, there's a growing upper middle and middle class. Riverside had felt the burden to minister to these affluent individuals as well. Although hard to reach with a regular evangelistic series, they found that using the means of health would be an avenue to minister to them. Their solution? A wellness center. There's a lot of people with need out there, and I'm not just speaking physically. We really would like to know how to reach the unreached in our cities with the gospel. We started seeing the need in Lusaka. People that became diabetic, cancer started picking up. There was two malls that started in Lusaka. And of course, these malls have all the junk food. And of course, we know coming from a Western culture, what would be the end result of that? So all these things said to us, we, we need to get serious about a wellness center. And then we started using an old house, a director's house here on the, against the hill. It had a thatch roof on it. And so ASI helped us with some of the money and we put in some of the money. Now it's standing almost seven years. Cancer is just taking off in this country. AIDS is prominent in Africa. Um, and we want to establish immune boost program, a good program for these type of people that come. Of course, high blood pressure, uh, diabetes, because 
people in Lusaka now have very passive work in front of computers as well and they get the same diseases in the Western culture. We go to the different ministries in Lusaka where we have health expos by them to kind of awaken their appetite so that they can actually see, hey listen, I'm not as healthy as I need to be. I mean, we've gotten to some ministries and, and you taste blood sugars and it's way out of range. And you tell them, this is a problem. Do you know you're sick? And they're like, oh no, it's not a problem. You know, I just maybe urinate more than other people, but it's not a problem. Or the blood pressure's knocking and you tell them you're a walking time bomb. Oh no, they say, it's not a problem. I just take a little bit more painkillers because my head hurts. People don't understand how dangerous this is. So we try to get them here, help them physically, so that eventually we can actually help them spiritually. And that's what we want to aim for with this whole place. From the start of the Wellness Centre, we had quite a few important people coming to our Wellness Centre, like uh, Dr. Kaunda, President Banda came here to just visit. Uh, our team, our cooking team, went to uh, President Manawasa's um, house, the, the President's house, to help his cooks how to prepare food for him because he was diabetic. So in these areas we can reach quite a few people. They feel that this is a successful program and it's something that is not within in Zambia or other places in Africa yet. Um, so we have the privilege of reaching, reaching that class. I heard about Riverside Farm Institute from friends and I found it to be a, a, a good place for relaxation and their apartments are so nice. Many times I've been here with my children and we have enjoyed ourselves. Their program, it's quite strenuous, it's quite involving, but I don't have headache anymore. The blood pressure is very normal and I no longer wish to take any of these tablets that I have been taking. When you go in their treatment rooms, kind of equipment you find there is marvelous. Before they start attending to you, they start with prayer, knowing and realizing that these things are not possible without God. Being our creator, he knows what best to provide for our needs. And therefore, the members of staff, before anything, they ask for his guidance. It's a wonderful place to be. Many people have found Christ. Sometimes we, even if it was just helping somebody uh, to accept Jesus, even if we can't do anything for them, the disease has gone too far. Um, some people have been baptized and we are very happy about that. And that's, that's the reason why we are here, to bring that spiritual blessing to the people. In one of Ellen White's visions, she saw jets of light illuminating an otherwise darkened world. Over the years, Riverside Farm has become one of those beacons of light. The influence emanating from Riverside has been felt in the surrounding countries. New ministries have sprung up following the pattern of Riverside. Wherever you are in the world, you can be part of this amazing ministry. You can pray for the teachers and the leaders here at Riverside Farm. You can pray for the Bible workers and the guests that come to the Wellness Center. You can pray that the work of Riverside continues to grow and expand. 
It is through God's grace and the support of viewers like you that Riverside Farm and OCI's worldwide ministry is able to continue the work of spreading the gospel. For more information, visit our website at outpostcenters.org. We'd also love to hear from you. Our email address is info at outpostcenters.org or you can find us on Facebook or give us a call at 423-236-5600.